This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery. The show, well, dare I say it, glad that this season is almost over. Uh, as I was saying to the boys before we kind of hit the old record button, um, I've not written a script this week. I, I mean, you know, I, I, one of the things I enjoy most about this show, apart from obviously getting to see some chums every Monday and Friday night, but I like, I like because I don't do much writing anymore, I don't have time for it, but I love to write to craft an introduction to this show yes. with pithy remarks. Jonathan loves it. He's told me before he, he, does, he does it. It's kind of my version of the fan bite, isn't it, really, JK? Yes, yes, and yeah. it's, it's almost poetic. I, love, I like that. I know, but I can't be fucking arsed anymore because I'm bored of saying the same shit every week. Oh, well, we can't score any goals because we don't have any strikers. Uh, we, could, we didn't score. We lost a game. We've lost loads in the row. It's the worst since the mid-90s. It, it, the bowlies fucked it up. I mean, you know, in, you know, I'll just do a checklist and we could just run through it maybe. So basically, I've, I've, I've had enough of writing the intros at the moment because there's just no point. I'm just saying the same thing. That said, I am glad that I swerved uh, work. I had to cancel a few clients to attend the match against Real Madrid on Tuesday. Uh, and as we all discover and discuss on the show, I think they did huff and puff a bit. They did put an effort in, but they still couldn't score a fucking goal. And they still look like the Keystone Cops in defence. And the inevitable, which we all predicted, ensued, uh, which was that we lost. And I think we, we all got a hat-trick of two nils, didn't we, when we previewed it? John, yes. Jonathan's nodding his head. So I'm afraid we were right, but I kind of enjoyed going up there. Uh, not least because I fear that that will be the last trip to a Champions League match at Stamford Bridge that I will be seeing for quite a while. Anyway, on that really highly, highly depressing note the show is called they think it's all over it is now chelsea fancast number 987 with apologies to kenneth wollstone home 
And uh, as you know, I'm Stanford Chidge, and of course on the show, as always, is the delectable Jonathan Kidd. Oh, Chidge, how nice to be called delectable. Mm. Lovely. Um, I'd like to join issue with you, Chidge. I'd like to be, um, uh, I think you're being very pessimistic by saying that um, who knows that uh, when we'll get back in it is all over because um, being Chelsea, they're just as likely to uh, uh, win the league next year. Yeah, that sound you can hear is us waiting for the men in white coats to take JK away. <laughs> anyway, uh, I know you're well because I had the pleasure of, I mean, literally I had the pleasure of your company yesterday because we had an absolute giggle uh, doing the uh, live at the Troubadour gig with the wonderful John Boyle, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, everybody we've had on at um, uh, the Troubadour has been excellent. Every single one of them in their own particular way, uh, but re uh, revelationary and um, funny, funny stories. Um, and John is a is a charmer, charming Scotsman with some terrific stories of the period. And uh, it's great to know that he's going to be a um, uh an ambassador next year at the ground which um is is i wonder whether that that's adam newson's doing in any way um because uh adam is involved with chelsea now no and, i uh, would say certainly not okay nothing to do with adam no because it's, it's not it's not adam who runs it well he might have put a word in though because no, that... it was all it was organized before adam turned up I take it all back. I have no idea. That, no, so I, only know, I only know this because I talked to Canners and Kerry about how it all operates. Oh, and they knew. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, right. I'm not trying no, to but... make you look like a fool. No, I felt foolish then. For I didn't moment. mean to. No, I think I thank you. But um, uh, but yes, whatever. He's he's. You'll be able to get his wit and wisdom and um, lovely stories of the period, which is a great period of Chelsea Football Club history, and he conveyed it beautifully and. Mm. Uh, it was a terrific afternoon, a very, very intimate, but um, uh, fantastic. Um, and uh, I will be releasing it as a podcast, but not yet. I'm, I, well, I've decided, JK, because actually, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't heard this one back yet, but I know John was quite softly spoken, so that means I'm going to have to do a lot of mixing. And, of course, yeah. people were shouting out without the mic, as always, so that, yeah. that takes a lot of editing. Uh, and as we know, they fucked the sound up on the Cundy one totally. Well, they yes. cut. They cundied up the uh, sound on the Cundy one. Uh, so basically, what you're saying, Chidge, is it, it, there won't be one, and that's it. No, no, I'm saying that there will be, but not at the moment. Okay. But in the summer, when we're not doing shows on a Monday and a Friday, I'll have time to edit it. So I'm going to save them for the summer, and I'll release them all then. So I, I think we've already released Kerry's and Pat's, but I think we've got to do Canners, Cundy, and now Johnny Boyle. And we will be doing. We'll be doing. We'll be doing more more of them in the summer as well. More live gigs, but we'll tell you about that later. We have, yeah. as always, a guest, J.K. Do we? We do. Oh, I, I, had you so forgotten? Sorry. Yes, I thought it was just you and me. I can't oh, no. find. Them. It's not in I off the post, mate. This is a Monday show. I can't find them on Zoom. Where are they? Those little faces popped up here. No, it's just you and me, Chidge. Oh no, no, they're in the corner. Look, look, little in the face. square window. In the square window. <laughs> It's the wit, the charm, the the political nous, the the uh, almost investigative journalism of the man comes up with very good ideas, everything and knowledge um, of the excellent Martin Wickham. Even everyone, I'd say it's more conspiracy theories than investigative journalism most of the time, <laughs> but um, I'll take any compliment I can get. Yeah, I think Thank you. you can be bothered to read this stuff, Martin, and you you read it so we don't have to. And I that's, always that, yes, that's I'm the logic. <laughs> 
I'm always no, no, grateful. No, no one else should have to pollute their eyeballs, so yeah. I'll do it for you. Yeah, well, mate, as always, absolute pleasure to see you on a Monday evening. So, uh, welcome, yeah. welcome, welcome. Now, um, just to give you an idea what we're going to be talking about, I, I hesitate to say this because I'm usually always wrong, but I think it might be a shorter show tonight. We're only going to do two parts. We're going to do the whole Real Madrid review in one. It's a bit like a preview show, really on a Friday tonight, in a way it is a preview show, because we're going to review the Madrid match, which of course was nearly a week ago, because we we didn't do Friday, because there was no game on a Saturday, and uh, I had other things to do anyway. Uh, and then in part two, we're going to preview the Brentford show. I was going to shove in a part three, which was going to be in off the post, until I, I, I read the emails and realised how bloody long most of them were. And I thought, you know what, we'll do an in off the post. So are you, are you available this week, Jonathan? Uh, not tomorrow night, Chidge, and not Wednesday. I'm at the football on Wednesday. Chelsea are playing. Yes, I know. I can't go. So, anyway, more of that later. I, I sound heartbroken, Chidge. Yeah. yeah <laughs> not. Uh, uh, if you could perhaps fit in an hour in the day. Uh, not tomorrow. Thursday. Uh, yes, I could do that. I could do Thursday evening, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, well, look, we'll we'll figure it out after the show. But we'll, we'll liaise. We'll liaise. Yes. Okay. My people will speak to your people. Okay. Okay. We'll do that. So there you go. So uh, we'll review Real Madrid in part one. We'll preview the Chelsea Brentford match in part two, and then we'll all go to bed. Now, uh, as you all know by now, uh, you can listen to this show live. Live. Very good. Uh, every Monday and Friday at seven thirty p.m. Uh, by going to Mixler, which is M-I-X-L-R for the uninitiated, and our URL at M-I-X-L-R is chelsea-fancast.mixler.com. And if you do that, uh, you can uh, join lots and lots of people who love to do exactly the same kind of thing, and uh, most of them actually belong to our Patreon and Discord groups, and a jolly fine bunch of people they are too, so they'll be chatting away, uh, as as they always are. I'm just trying to think who's who's in there. I know I know Mark's in there. Loco Coco Pops. One of my favourite names in Mixler is here. Uh, Nathan from the Chelsea Grave Society. You saw Nathan at the, at the John Bull thing yesterday. It's good to see Nathan. Hello, Nathan. Mark Meehan, who, of course, was Mickey microphone yesterday. He's in the house. Paul Burgess. Uh, Wazo Joyo. Another familiar name. Nick from the MHU. Leaf is always in there. Hockley Blue. Pierre. Oh, they're all in there. Oh, there you go. Trey, Bert Cude, Bertelson, Flying Celery. There's loads of people, as always, and we love to see you there. So well done. Now, um, you can follow us on all the socials, at Chelsea Fancast, and listen and subscribe on ACOS, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms. Make sure you give us a massive boner of a review. Nothing less will do. Now, we will be back after this short break. saying in the intro um we kind of went in hope rather than expectation uh really uh for the real madrid uh champions league quarterfinal second leg at stanford bridge on tuesday night um yeah 
Yeah, it was it was inevitable, really. I think. I mean, particularly when they scored that goal, for the first goal. But before all of that, the the team selection, J.K. kind of intrigued me. He threw a few curveballs, didn't he? I mean, you know, there was no Felix and Sterling, which I was delighted by, but there was no Mount, which I was puzzled by, and no Mudrick, which, given our chat and the knowledge that we acquired after the first leg, which in fact uh, Mudrick had skinned. Uh, Carvajal, whatever his name, I can never pronounce his name, Carvajal, isn't it, or something like that. Um, in, in When Shakhtar played them, I was hoping Mudric might do the same, but no. Oh, and we had the delight of seeing Cucurella in the Chilwell role. Yes. Uh, and then we, bizarrely, we had Gallagher behind Havertz. Now, I'd said that Havertz would start because, I, you know, I think he's a big game player. I didn't have a problem with that. But Gallagher behind Havertz? I was a bit puzzled by that. And and a five-man midfield, J.K., when you need to score three goals. That perplexed me. It was set up defensively. Yes. Really. And uh, um, it played it played competently. I mean, I, the, there is always the theory that Madrid, you know, were never under, under any pressure, so really couldn't be asked, and just patted the ball about Second a bit. Second year, two legs. Yeah, but we, uh, we played a lot better. Um, Reese played out of his skin. And Fofana stopped Vinicius uh, along with Reese, which should have happened in the first leg. So how ridiculously wise after the event were they then? If he'd set up like this uh, in the um, the Bernabeu, it might have been a different story, actually, because this was a this was a competent way of keeping them keeping them out. But once again, we still I still thought they were in second gear in the Bernabeu. You know, I'm uh, it, it, potentially well, so dreadful at the moment that you, you think teams come along and just think well you, you know the manager's saying no no they can't possibly be as dreadful no you've got to get out of second gear and they realize after a few minutes that playing in second gear is going to win them the game easily so they just keep playing in second gear um but you know they um they've got some great players madrid uh and, and vinicius in the first leg was ignored and vinicius took us to the cleaners thus setting the the second leg idiocy up but you know at least frank selected a side that uh Passed the ball a bit better, um, other than Cucurella, of course, who bizarrely um, is is Johnny Boyle's favourite player, and uh, he thinks is is the right kind of player for Chelsea, and is uh, because he he's always just scoots about and gets in people's faces because he's so quick. The trouble is, is that of course he he Can't gave away fucking play football, mate. No, and he gave away the first goal by just running completely out of position leaving Chalabar on his own to sigh there and almost get sent off for uh, picking the last man. And then they had a kind of tippy tap in the penalty area and got the ball in the net. Um, so it was, it was so ultimately predictable, but yes, indeed, Chich, it, it, it was never going to be a set up to score. And um, as we can't score anyway, it was kind of sort of almost a containing, a containing setup. You think, why have we got a containing setup when we need to score two goals to get level? And yet, I think Frank is sort of slightly clutching at straws and trying to work out the best way of getting proper performances out of people. I mean, I, I really do think that under a, a manager who has a, a strict plan and discipline, um, he will get much better performances, much better results out of these players because they're decent players. It just together at the moment, they're just. They just don't appear to have uh, any cohesion 
or uh, there isn't a plan. We keep looking at it and thinking, well, there was a plan against Madrid. It was a defensive plan. Um, and Gallagher, bless his cotton socks, runs around like a mad thing. And you're not quite sure where he should be playing as usual. Um, and some of them, I, I, I fear for the new manager coming in. I fear for their for their longevity at the club. I actually think that the the manager just might be watching them in in this incarnation of the team and will think actually they don't work. They're not good enough. Whereas I think in a setup that he could make work, whoever the new manager is going to be, they might work better. So this is going to be one of the problems the new manager has when he comes in is is working out. I'm almost I feel he needs to work it out now. We've talked about this. There's a there's a rumor at the moment that he's going to be um, whoever it is is going to be appointed very soon. Well, if that's the case, he will probably be running a a, a rule over what the performances are like at the moment. So it'd be very interesting to see if somebody is appointed whether there is a change in the in the performances of the uh, of the players, whether they step up a bit, or whether it's just that they really do not know how on earth to play at the moment. I mean, I found it telling that James played so well because he appeared, it, 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 not that he had particularly had a role, he was just playing his right back setup. But you think, is this because it's a, um, a Champions League fixture? But no, he'd played badly in the, in the one before. So well, it's, it's such a, it's such an anomaly this whole season and this whole weird end of season period. And also we're still not out of the woods yet. You know, I, uh, it's unlikely we're going to get relegated, but all it needs is a is a, a couple of them. To, I mean, like West Ham suddenly winning everything, and it's, if you do the maths, are we are we still out of it, Chidge? I'm not sure. Mm. We will discuss this later. That's actually we I didn't put that in, so we'll definitely discuss that later. Martin, I mean, I thought it was bizarre as I said the selection given we had to score lots of goals. They did they did put in a shift though, and and I, I was glad to see that. I mean, I don't know if it was aided and abetted by this, but. I also think we put in a shift too. I thought the atmosphere was really pretty good, you know. I mean, until Real Madrid scored and then every, you know, the air got sucked out of it, as, as you would expect. But up until then, I thought we were all right. I mean, the supporters were all right. Yeah, well, I think people took it as the potentially the the last game at that competition in a while. So gave it a go. And there was also the, you know, belief that if somehow they got an early oh, goal, yeah. anything was possible. But, I, you know... Oh, pretty quickly, it was obvious that that was not going to happen. You've ever you ever seen those like um, Tom and Jerry cartoons where the the big dog and has the the baby baby version of himself, and the Tom's trying to provoke the big dog by going after the small one, so he like whacks him over the arse with a baseball bat, and then when he goes to try and fight him, he just has him out on arm's length like that with his hand on his head and the, the little ones are swinging away and kicking at fucking thin air. Well, unfortunately, um, Chelsea were very much the small dog in that case because Real Madrid just had us at arm's length the whole time. It was um, the closest. It, was, it happened against Bayern a few years back and it didn't feel good, but we were all of the impression that, you know, it's the season with the transfer ban, the young players coming through, they'll get better year on year. This did feel like the end of something rather than a potential beginning. So, I mean, yeah, I felt, I felt a little, it felt a little bit melancholic towards the well, end. Yeah. I, I, All our yesterdays and shit yeah, like that. I mean, you're very not... Very unusual. Yeah. I mean, we, a lot of us said it on the way out, you know, is that the last Champions League game we see for, for a while? I mean, it's, it's certainly the last one we'll see for at least a year. 
Mm. Uh, well, about 500 days if my maths is right. It'll be about 18 months because the yeah. first possible group game we could plan would be September yeah. 2024. Exactly. So, so, you know, we won't we won't be in it next year. If we get top four, then we'll be back in, in the September. So it's, it's, it's a minimum of that. I, I mean, who knows? I mean, this is the great thing about Chelsea, as JK was saying. You never know with Chelsea anything can happen. It is that kind of a club. But it, it did feel a bit end of an era. I mean, it's, it's interesting you, you invoke the Bayern Munich match, Martin, because strangely, that was my last match at Stamford Bridge for a while. That's the last match I went to before the lockdown. Yeah. Because I missed the Everton one because of Pablo's wedding. And... Um, I walked out of that, having seen us get stuffed, basically, thinking, fuck me, we are a long way away from the Champions League quality. That's the and, we, and, we, and we were in a top four place in we, the league at the time. We were, but I just thought, so, we're, we're, was... so, yeah, we're so far short. It's going to yeah. take us years before we win it again, or even get close to it. Next year, boom. <laughs> yeah, well, we, it was the, it, we, we were coming off that season with no transfers, and then in the summer we've made a couple of signings and then stuff just happened and we ended up winning it. Yeah, I know. Breaking news on Mixler. Chris Bird is in the house. Mr. Crystal Balls himself. What a delight to see you in there, Chris. Haven't seen you for ages and or heard from you. And I I hope you're very well in Arizona. Top, top man. Been listening since we started. Love it. Um, I mean, JK Felix, or as you like to say, Felix, uh, Mudrick, Sterling and Mount all came on without really doing much, it has to be said. Uh, yes, it was all a bit too late, wasn't it, really? As if anything's going to happen. I mean, Sterling is just phoning it in completely. It's absurd. Um, Mudrick still looks the quickest player on the pitch. Uh, Felix, as unfortunately, it, it's almost as if he's, his, his motor's run down. It's almost as if he, he needs to have a, an oil change or something. Um, uh, I, because I, to be fair to him, I think Frank seems to want to play him as a winger, which I don't think he is. Um, uh, which I'm sure he isn't. He's a kind of ten who flicks in and out and does these lovely little um, uh, um, flicks and and feints and little bits of skill. Um, I'm not convinced that we'll keep him for next year. Once Bloody again, it, hope not. And um, not for the money well, they want for him. No, no, but I was thinking more of, of him. You could still... 10 million? No problem. Put him on loan, absolutely, on loan again. But it, once again, this is down to the new manager. Um, Mace came on and, you know, bustles about a bit, but I get the impression where where this season has just been a, a write-off for him. I don't think he's interested. Do you, do you think um, he's still... Ca- oh, hang on. <coughs> Bob Fleming moments. What a fly. Um, do you think he's... I mean, I'd, I'd love to... I, I did say that quizzically, but no mount. I should have put a massive question mark after it. You know, I, I was under the impression that, that Lampard... I mean, if I was Lampard, and in fact, most managers do this. I mean, when Tuchel came in after Lampard got the tin tack, he went with experienced players because, you know, that's what managers with a bit of nails do. I would have thought that Frank would have had Mount starting every game. So I'm wondering, there are, there, there are two... Martin, this is really Martin's sphere of expertise, isn't it? I, either he's carrying an injury still... Or Bowley's choosing the team and he's freezing Mount out, as they'd probably like to say in the Daily Hile or something, Martin. What do, what do you reckon? Something a bit unusual there. I mean, I've, I've heard all the stories that he's 
going to Liverpool, Arsenal are interested and all that. And if he doesn't sign a contract, Chelsea will sell because otherwise they don't get a fee for him, apart from a, nom- a nominal fee for as he's a youth product. It's a bit unusual, but I think he's been so long out of the team that you can't really put him straight back in and expect him to play his best anyway. So he's on a hiding to nothing. But it'd be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks because now, you know, there are certain players in that squad who we know are going and should be nowhere near the first team. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even have them at Cobham if I had my way. I'm sure there'd be employment lawyers all over that. So that's not going to happen, Barge. If you'd like to stay away from the training ground, you know, well, make the fucking tea I mean, do something useful. G- but g- don't... Given that there are 31, 32 players there and Potter had to have like two, you know, an 11, 11 and a nine against nine. Yeah, that's right. 18 of and you, it... you play nine against nine and fuck off, basically. And then you, then you wonder why the team looked so unfocused at times. It's, you know, I Potter didn't help himself, but he was on a hiding to nothing there. And Lampard, no doubt, is probably the same because, yeah, I mean, it also... There is also the question of why players that we know are out the door keep getting picked. What the fuck is a King Z X? Well, doing I mean, there? here's the thing. I can, I can, I, I can understand. You know, Frank, Frank's a winner. He's a competitor. So Frank would have, will have done everything that he personally could to try and get us over the line against Real Madrid because you know it looked good for him. It's good for the club. I mean, you know, all the positives that are, are, are patently obvious. So. You know, yes, he's probably clutching at straws, but I mean, he liked Ziyech, he bought him, so I can understand why, we all know why you shouldn't put him on, but I can understand why Frank did. So there are reasons that he would pick those players. But you're right, Martin, from now on, somebody, you know, somebody somewhere at that club needs to include Frank in this conversation, or Frank needs to stand up and have some fucking balls and figure out the shit from the ones that will stay. Because we don't ever need to see Hakim Ziyech in a Chelsea shirt again. Um, Aubameyang, Pulisic. I mean, I could. I mean, we could be over half an hour. We did that funky list, didn't we, the other week with my little little yellow uh, blocks in it, saying who should who should fuck off. You know, um, some of them were a bit unkind, actually, as I as I as I saw. Well, I mean, Koulibaly, you know, he's injured. Kovacic, you know, there's a case to be made there. He he wants out, from what we understand. Cheek. Jonathan always doesn't you know, doesn't rate Sterling. I never want to see playing a Chelsea shirt again. I mean, there's a whole long list of them, and I I'm with you, Martin. Don't fucking play them. But I think beyond all of that, you know, Potter was on a hiding to nothing. I think we all know Frank was. I mean, who the hell can come in and you know to sort this stuff out in twelve games? Absolutely nobody. Club cocked it up, Chidge, didn't they? They should have sacked Potter after the Southampton game. Yeah. You would have think given they were going to appoint Frank, given him a. You know, a, a buffer of at least 14 games to try and get something out of them, instead of which, you know, he comes in just before we're playing the Champions League. I mean, it's just, it it it, it smacks once again of, I'm afraid, of idiocy. Um, a ragtag of idiocy. A ragtag of idiocy, yeah, Chief. Indeed. Absolutely. But I mean, Frank, Frank, you know, I, what I would like to say, I mean, this is kind of getting into the, the Brentford preview territory, really, but hey, whatever. You know, I, I, we said it on the show the other week, didn't we? I mean, you know, just, just, just the one thing that we've we've never been able to do this season for one reason or another, injuries earlier on, Potter piddling around earlier on, then we had too many players because they bought too many over the, over the January transfer. But we, you know, we've never been able to get a settled side of, of, of who somebody thinks is the best 11 on the pitch plus the best five to come on. So okay, make it. Let's make it sixteen. 
somebody you've got what how many games we've got left six games now seven games you know for seven is it six seven seven, i think it's seven yeah i think you're right seven games left for fuck's sake pick the 16 who you think are the best players or the ones that want to be here next year more to the point and fucking play them in a system that suits them best now you martin you jk i could we could all do that we could all do that so fuck me they've got a manager in there do it well ultimately it's not the manager lampard's job now is he's got to whatever his name is vivil and lawrence winston <laughs> all these other people yeah. and say to them look you know who you, you're keeping norman you... winstanley fletcher i sentence you to <laughs> yes all right Tell down. It's one one for the teenagers there. Fuck me. Um, but these people are supposedly in charge. Frank said, look, piece of paper, who's staying and who are you looking to move on? Yeah. I know I'm not here after this end, end of May. I'm moving on. This isn't about me. This is about what you want going forward. And if they still can't fucking work it out who they're sending down the road, then we've got a problem. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. JK? Um... It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because if he makes a decision, Frank, that he wants a certain... Well, he needs to talk to the, 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 the directors of football and all of that. Yeah, but, Martin's but, right. But, yeah, but the directors of football aren't going to know what the new manager's going to do. It's no good Frank isolating one. Well, he did it before, didn't he? Frank did it with Rudiger and Alonso. And in came, in came Tuchel and stuck them both in the first team. So... I suppose it, there is a precedent because if he decides, right, I, I'm not going to play Mount anymore because his head isn't with it. And then the new manager comes in and says, Mount is essential to my side. Um, I want you to get him to sign a new contract. Aren't they going to pay attention to the new manager? If Mount so, won't sign a contract, it's academic anyway. Well, he might sign the contract if he chats to the new manager. I mean, I, I wonder whether they're, some of them are looking for the guidance of who the new, new manager is going to be. And whether at the moment there, I mean, I, I something that I've always found slightly bizarre is um, they all they all gave in to the whole they they well, gave in is the wrong expression they 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 tacked into into the the whole idea that it was a work in progress, didn't they? So and they kept saying he's a nice guy, Potter, and yet the team wasn't making any progress at all, despite it being. You know, um, they were all happy with what was happening in training, clearly. And yet there weren't any of them to say, this isn't actually good enough. We're not playing properly. We're not playing to the best of our potential. And we don't appear to have any fight. So why wasn't Tiago saying privately what he said publicly last week then? Indeed. Well, indeed. Why wasn't he? Why didn't they do this? Why did they all, they all accepted somehow. They all became very passive. And there was a bizarre situation where we're losing game after game and playing dreadfully. And yet somehow you're thinking, surely these players are a lot better than, than what is being seen on the pitch at the moment. So therefore, why have they all passively given into this? And, and I fear that this same situation is being, will be recreated under Frank. If they think, why do I need to play under this manager when he's not going to be the manager? Um, but will Frank be seeing that in training? Perhaps Mace is doing that. Perhaps Mace doesn't want to play because he doesn't want to play, particularly under Frank. He doesn't want to play under, with this setup. He doesn't want to be involved. I mean, we're, we're I'm, you know, we're, we're just speculating. And, here. and we're only focusing on Mace and Mount. There are people yeah, yeah. who, yeah. who we know 
will not be in any manager's plans going forward next season, whether it's because they're out of contract, they don't want to be there, yeah. down the road. Well, yeah, but how, do, how do we know that some of them don't want to be there? How do we know, for example, could the new manager might get a, a, a much better performance out of Havertz by playing him as a 10 and not playing him? I mean, Frank, for God's sake, is now still playing Havertz as a centre-forward. Well, I, think, I think the reason he's doing that is the reason I would do it. Is, is there is, I mean... There is, no there, there is nobody who can do that at all at the club apart from Aubameyang. And going by what we've been saying, you yeah. can't pick Aubameyang because he's not going to be here. What's the fucking no, point? Also, also I, I think it he's costs the money it, too. Similarly, I think it, he's not yeah. bothering in training because Frank said, Frank said, I'm, I'm responding to what's happening in training. Yeah, exactly. So I agree about Havertz. He's not a number nine, but he's also the leading scorer for us this season, pitiful though that may be. So I can understand why he's doing that. Um, and, but, he, and he also, as far as we know, hasn't expressed a desire to leave. I don't one think he, way or no, the other. He hasn't really, has he? And when there are others, I mean, we we you're right, J.K. We we don't know. Even in the Mason Mount situation, we don't know because we're not there. But we're led to believe that Mason wants out. We're led to, but we know. Actually, we do know that Zayech wants out because he was nearly fucking in Paris, wasn't he? Until they fucked and, up the signature or whatever. And another one, as Piliqueta had a gentleman's agreement to leave last summer. He did. So that Bowley ran over it. Yeah, well, I, I suspect by invoking the contract clause. Pulisic is one that we're, we we are led to believe wants out. So there are quite a few slightly identifiable ones. But there you go. Listen, let, let's just move this on a second because we could get mired in this for about four hours and still not come out with any answers because it is that much of a clusterfuck at the moment. It really has to be said. Now, from what we understand about the new manager, uh, Nagelsmann and and Enrique are out. Uh, Excuse uh, me, Chidge. Why did you choose that voice to do new manager? I well, because I'm bored, the, the, stupid of the fucking topic, mate. Okay, I just wanted what character the new manager sounded like a young young kid, slightly posh young kid. But I'm just, and of... there you go. My 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 inner child is acting out at the fucking fr- frustration of it all, mate. That's what it is. Don't you? Don't, look, this is my job to be the psychoanalyst, not yours, by the way. <laughs> but you're, you, but fair cop, I think, is the answer there. Um, right, Nagels, or sorry, Nagelsmann, as you like to call him, and Enrique uh, apparently are out. Apparently, Nagelsmann told him to shove it because they were treating him like an interviewee at Tesco's or something. I don't know. Uh, from what we understand, Mopo looks to be the favourite. They were, you know, t- I was listening to Talk Sport this morning and they were all full of it. Uh, there's a Celtic, the Celtic manager, the Celtic manager even. Um, right, who would be? Who would like to pronounce his name for me? Because I haven't got a fucking Scooby. Ange Postacoglu. Postacoglu, very good, Martin. Well done, well done, Martin. Very yes. good. And not a bit of fucking Greek in me whatsoever, and I can pronounce no. that. <laughs> I, I, I would have gone full on Alan Brazil had I tried that anyway. <laughs> Well, you'd have drunk a bowl of whiskey and attempted it. He's not even. I've got a list of them, and he's not even on that list of sixteen possibles. What about company? Company's on the list. Yeah, but your name is also on the list, Vincent. Company. Beautifully said, Martin. It's it's the uh, the Rooney rule, isn't it? The Rooney. uh, It it smacks a little bit of that, and I think that's that's it's demeaning to Vincent Company because he's done a fantastic job at Burnley, but um, for those who aren't aware, the Rooney rule is an American sports-based thing where. Where Wayne Rooney man- has to play every match. Fuck off. For any managerial vacancy, <laughs> a, a minority candidate must be interviewed, irrespective of whether he has a snowball chance well, in hell of getting the If that's the, the case, job. they should have interviewed Paul Ince just for shits and giggles, really. Chris Hewton. Yeah, well, he's not a bad manager. Oh, he's actually really. good, not Paul, I mean, Paul Ince is a fucking muppet. Can, can, can we just assess this company situation, 
what not happening what not the happening. fuck would be the point of having company who's completely unproven just bro- why would he want to leave burnley when he's I about think it's, to i think it's made up bullshit from the fucking it is. Media, i honestly man. think that one is absolutely bullshit if he, fabric, if he would be insane to leave burnley and let's uh, let's double down on this if craig if that lying wanker Craig Bellamy, after what he said about Chelsea fans, is anywhere near our dugout, there should be fu- he should be. Oh, getting... I don't know. Unless unless Bowley supplies us all with golf clubs before the match. <laughs> I want baseball bats. Well, no, no, golf clubs would be more. I know. Craig yeah, I know. No, no don't ruin my bat. gag. A baseball bat is heavier, and you can get more purchase on oh, swinging it. I don't know. Number, number two wood wrapped round his chops would be quite nice. I think a Louisville slugger would be far more effective. Okay. All right, all right. Listen, let's look. <laughs> I'm so- not a fan, as you might have guessed. No, no. Well, look, I'm not a fan of most of the people that they've uh, suggested, to be honest. I, I didn't like the look of Nagelsmann. He looked a bit more like a younger version and a poorer version of, of Tuchel. Uh, all ego and madness. And uh, I didn't really fancy him. Everything I read about him led me to think that he's not right for us. And I thought it'd be a risk anyway, because he's not, not managing the Premier League. He, I, he's managed a big club in Bayern Munich. He seemed to me to be one of these kind of funky new, you know, young managers. I do sound like a grumpy old man. Is this anyone who's younger than you, Chip? Yes, basically. Which okay. Is most people, Martin, as you know, apart from JK, which is why, of course, JK's always on the show because it makes Same. me feel young, you know. But anyway, yes. Enrique, I, I wasn't massively, what? If you want, I can act older for you. No, no, you do a fine job as it is. Martin, I, I it can clean much more like that. Would yeah, you like yeah. I thought you kind of did. Anyway, look, Enrique, I wasn't a massive fan of him. Because, I mean, okay, Barcelona and all of that, but he had Messi and everything, and he, he didn't do particularly well with Spain. And, and apparently he was all very demanding in terms of what he wanted. The others, I think, are all made up. So I do think it looks like it could be Pochettino. And I can't stand the fact that we're in for Pochettino because, of course, the Spurs connection and, of course, because he never won anything. Although he did win things at PSG, but then who couldn't? Um, but I, I'm, I'm revising this. I think we have to boil, and this is this is really my main point. I'm sorry I've gone on a bit of a ramble, but my main point is this. I think we have to understand where we are right now. And where we are right now is absolutely, completely and utterly fucked. I think what the mistakes that they've made this year have set us back a minimum of two or three years. I think it'll take two or three years before we're in a position where we can compete because they have really fucked it. So... I don't think we, you know, we're, we're, we're in the, oh, well, let's replace Lampard with Tuchel territory, where you could have an instant result with a settled team and a settled, settled club, frankly, that have been running pretty well, changing managers every two years, you know, for 20 years. We are so far away from that. And actually, I think Pochettino, when you look at what he's good at, would be quite suitable because he's, he's good at bringing young players through, which is good news for some of the youngsters that we don't want to go unless Bowley fucking sells them. Um, they, he doesn't play bad football, uh, and he got he got. I mean, let's face it, Spurs are rubbish. They've always been rubbish. He got them to a Champions League final. He got them into the top four three or four years in a row. I was reading something the other day that the over about a two or three year period they scored only five less points than us, and yet we won the title twice in that time. So I think that as as a manager to kind of calm all this shit down, sort it out, structure it properly. Get a tune out of those that need to be getting a tune out of, and at least have us competing there or thereabouts for the next two or three years. I think we could do a lot. And he's got he's got Champions League and he's got 
Premier League experience. And I think Premier League experience is essential for the next candidate we have. We don't want another fucking Premier League virgin who hasn't got a clue how to manage in it because it is, it's batshit. You know, it's different from every other league because of the competitiveness of it. He understands the history of, of the club. He'll know that and the rivalries and everything else. I think we could do a lot worse than Pochettino. And frankly, I don't think there's anybody out there right now who's available, you know, who could do it. And people will say, oh, yeah, well, it's Chelsea. We've got an elite manager. Well, I know. I'd like one too. I want Carlo Ancelotti more than anything in the world. But he ain't going to do it. You know, who else out there is elite right now? Martin, who are, who, who are the elite coaches right now? Pep Guardiola? Yeah, Pep Guardiola. He, he ain't coming. No chance. I'd still say Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, I'd agree. He ain't coming. Yep. Um, man, I'm fucking struggling. Well, we, we fucking sacked one lo- last year. Yeah, too cool. Was... He ain't coming. Yeah. Ancelotti, you've just said, Ancelotti, ain't coming. he ain't coming. Yeah, so... How many more you, are there? I can't think. Well, Conte, maybe, he ain't coming. Conte, maybe, we don't want him. Mourinho, we don't want him. I don't Mourinho, think he is we don't anymore. Want him. No, Spalletti, not good enough. Spalletti at Napoli, perhaps, but yeah, untried or, in the Premier League again. Yeah. Also, was offered the, apparently was Abramovich's choice before Carlo Ancelotti. So that was a, a bit of a bullet dodge because I don't think he was the finished article at that time. But who knows? I mean, I agree with pretty much everything you've said there about Pochettino, but the other. He was unemployed when Tuchel got sacked, and we've pissed a load of money at the wall hiring and firing Graham Potter and his staff, when and paying Brighton a shitload for the privilege. He was available in September. If you go back through the WhatsApp group, you say I fucking mentioned it in yeah, September. I know, I know, I know, I remember. I remember. Yeah, I know. I thought Nagelsmann was more likely, and then he until he wasn't. So but... what, what are you saying? Are you saying Poch doesn't want it, or are you saying he didn't want it then, or we didn't want him then? What are you saying? Well, I, I genuinely don't know. I. I, I, if he was available and wanted the job in s- September, it's an absolute no-brainer to me. So if I just have to assume he said no thanks, but no thanks, I want to spend you know time having a career break. He's one of the few managers who's not jumped into jobs too soon after leaving. I mean, there was a good year and a bit between Tottenham and PSG, I seem to recall, and he's done the same thing after leaving PSG. Mm-hmm. I think so when they he, have to... They have to manage their property portfolio, don't they, after they've been sacked? Because that's where most of their money goes. Well, they just need a, need a mental break as well. It's yeah. exhausting. Yeah. Mourinho, Mourinho's fucked himself doing that by going from job to job immediately. I think Conte made the same mistake with the Tottenham gig, and he's probably need need at least a year out, mainly because half the because half the clubs that would um he'd want to go to won't touch him or don't have a vacancy. But that's another matter. Yeah, I think everything you've said about nurturing players, there's a great thread on Twitter I saw this evening about it, weighing up the pros and cons. Um, I think he may be the right man for it. And let's, you know, let's, let's you know, cast forward a little bit. If we, if we do start contending under Pochettino and win something, just imagine every single pot of piss getting boiled over in North London if that happens. That would be wonderful, you know. Be, yeah. I mean, the other thing is he's, he's managed big egos. I mean, okay, you could say, well, he didn't manage them very well at PSG, did he? But then again, nor did Tuchel. So, but he, he's be, he, he's worked with players of that level and, and, he, and he did win things with them and he did get them there or thereabouts in the Champions League as well. So, you know, I think he, I think he, I think right now, right here and right now for the pickle that we're in, he is the best of everybody that, that, that's been, uh, been mentioned. In my, and the other... Sorry to interrupt. Right. The other thing was, um, I know you know Matt Law was basically the club's designated note taker, but apparently the um, 
the players are excited at the prospect. Whether some of them think that means they're not going to get sold now, I don't know. But for the likes of, you know, we talked about Raheem Sterling tossing it off since Tuchel got sacked. That might, you know, get him motivated again if he isn't moved on in the summer. It'd be so, interesting to see, won't it, Martin, if any of them, if that, if if he's appointed this week, whether or not or even next week, whether or not it affects the performance of the team, whether the team start trying to uh, um, impress the would-be manager. I mean, I, I, I'm not convinced that Frank will set up a system that allows them to express themselves particularly, but uh, um, it seems ask about face if they appoint him now you think they'd wait until the summer but we did we appointed we appointed Antonio Conte in April yeah so we've got a precedent there admittedly that is under old ownership and we might as well be two different clubs at the moment yeah, but, you, but you're not going to then get rid of Frank now are you no you know? no you keep you keep you keep Frank there the same as Hiddink was kept on yeah the yeah, back end true, of, yeah. The, yeah. of that of that season yeah. we knew Conte was coming in it gives fans something to look forward to because it's like you know this is what's happening this is what's going to happen in the summer it's and it's just hopefully create a more positive feeling going forward. I just remember we'd um, appointed Conte. He was managing Italy in Euro 2016. We're all paying attention to Italy a little bit more and seeing him kicking every ball on the touch. And saying, yeah, I quite like him. And mm. for a season, at least it worked. Yeah. So, well, I don't think it's going to make everybody happy, Martin. I think it's going to create a massive, great big spot. I, I think you're going to get that, JK. Could I talk about Pochettino? No, you can't. Sorry, you missed a chance. No, no, of course you can, you silly ass. <laughs> you are so politely, mate. <laughs> for, for everybody at home not watching this in, on TV, uh, JK put his hand up about two minutes ago. So there you put go. Put his hand up what? Well, be careful, Martin. It's a family show. No, it's not if you heard what we were saying before oh, the true, recording. <laughs> the Johnny Boyle thing. Functional yeah. family show, it is. Yeah. The Johnny, when I said that I'd done Pipkin, somebody's one of the guys in the audience, he said, well, where, he said, uh, which which puppet did you have your hand up in Pipkins? He said. And I said, no, mate, I was the human. I was the, uh, I was the, he said, what, what do you mean? I said, I was the man they spoke to, the puppet spoke to. And he said, that was you? I said, yeah, I was one of them. He said, oh, can we have a selfie? I went, yeah. <laughs> No way. Yeah. <laughs> I can't right. remember his name. I can't remember his name. He's a nice guy. Um, but um, uh, just to say, I, I, I think he'd be an excellent. Yeah, so do I. Really excellent appointment. And um, uh, I don't care with his affiliation with Tottenham in the slightest. Uh, I don't think you have that kind of thing anymore. It's about managers. They're professionals, being, for fuck's Professionals, right? absolutely. Um, as you say, he got Spurs to... to uh, a Champions League Cup final. They became competitors in the league. They had a very interesting structure. They seemed to play well, um, which I think this team is crying out for, being told where to play and to have their specific roles accordingly. And I think at the moment, too many of them are just really don't know what they're doing. And I think and I, we can go through, go through and work out people who just need to be given specific areas to play in it's like Gallagher poor chap who knows what his best position is at the moment it's like Mudrick who seems to be constantly coming into play in the middle and whether that's his best position but in a kind of non-structure Havertz at least will we hope play a 10 if they buy a centre forward which they have to do for goodness sake but um, if they've got somebody I mean I think they're very few and far between aren't they uh, decent centre forwards but they've surely got somebody um uh, marked earmarked for this they must be they must be looking to make a bid for somebody decent to play up front well, 
well perhaps they're waiting I, for I can think of somebody I can think of somebody and and funnily enough it might segue quite nicely into part two you're going to say Ivan Tony aren't you Ooh, yeah but you know I wouldn't why, I wouldn't have a bet on that no yeah but why exactly why would he want to leave Brentford or any of his players well you know? there's a good well because Chelsea are a bigger club it's that simple yeah, and we'd pay him more money, absolutely. Uh, but, well, I wouldn't, see, I wouldn't anyway, bank I'm, on that anymore. But no, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But anyway, I'm, I'm, um, I, I'm really keen for him to be as appointed as soon as possible. Mm. Me too. Uh, and as I said, you know, it also needs to be remembered that Tottenham were, were not very well resourced because we all know how tight Daniel Levy is. And uh, so Pochettino did what he did with Spurs, which is to turn them into a top four side and got them to a Champions League final. Or that with an nth of the money that this club like to spend on the kind of players they like to spend it on. So, you know, I, th- I think he'd do all right with us. I really do. And I think it's kind of what we need right now. We need somebody to settle and calm this shit down because it is an omni-shambles of a clusterfuck, our club at the moment. Anyway, I can tell you Martin's got coming with a late one before we go to the break. Martin? Yeah, if we need to settle the club down, it would help if our owner stopped belching his fucking thoughts into every microphone that's put in front of him. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, I... I... Preferably, go back to America, enjoy the Californian sun for six months, keep yourself out of the spotlight, and let the people you've put in charge run the place. Well, indeed. And although I heard a very... I read a very scathing review of... uh, Was it Win Stanley and... Not Vivale, the other one. Oh, I lose track. I can't remember. Was that off the baby mind? Are we sure that they're the right people? Well, that, the... this is what the article was saying. There was like the, 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 the club of champions saying, we're going to get the best director of football in the world, the World Series. And, and uh, they turned uh, all of them turned us down. So well, Michael, left, Michael Edwards from, from Liverpool, who is acknowledged to be one of the best, the real stats guru. Yeah. Uh, everybody else they mentioned who'd like done a really decent job somewhere else, they didn't get. And they ended up with a guy who uh, didn't get promoted as the director of football at Brighton. Somebody, when, uh, well, the bloke who went to Newcastle, Dan Ash... Dan Ashworth. Dan Ashworth left. They didn't promote him to replace him at Brighton. Uh, and the other bloke, uh, I think, anyway, whatever. Basically, the article saying these guys are not exactly the best at what they do, so why are Chelsea putting the running of the football club in, in their charge? And it's a good point. Anyway, we could witter on. We're not going to, because I've got an important announcement. Stuart. Stuart is his name. Is it? Yes. Yes. Stuart and Win Stanley. They sound like a legal firm, don't they? They do. Anyway. A couple of alternative comedians. Yes, even alternatively, a couple of alternative comedians. Anyway, right. Uh, announcement to make, if you don't know already. Um, yeah, Mark, uh, Mian and DJ and uh, Kelvin, Richard Schaller, Smithy. Uh, who else have I forgotten? I can't remember. Anyway, what bottom line is they've all written a fantastic book, as you all know, you should all know by now, called Come Along and Sing This Song. And it is the story of the 1983-84 season, which for people of my generation is one of the best, one of the most favourite seasons of all time. And we got uh, promoted to back to Division 1, having been utter shit for several years. Now, uh, it's in a kind of a, a shoot annual format. It's a real thing of beauty. And Richard Richard Shallow, who I mentioned a minute ago, has done some beautiful illustrations in it. Um, so if you haven't got a copy, you, you you may still get one. Mark Meehan of this parish has got a few to sell. So get hold of him at Eddie Mac B-A-W-A on Twitter or via the show if you want. If you want to get hold of Mark, you just email chelseafancast at gmail.com and I'll pass it on. Um 
but uh, we are having a massive event to celebrate this fact. A few years ago, you might remember uh, the same boys wrote um, a book about Eddie Mac, Eddie Mac, Eddie Mac, Eddie McCready. And uh, they celebrated that book, which is a brilliant book. If you haven't read that book, that was about the 70, 76, 77 season, JK. Uh, was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Anyway, uh, what happened with that? They had an event under the bridge and they got together the entire, pretty much the entire uh, squad, uh, including Eddie Mack, Eddie McCready, who'd been in the States for years and hadn't hadn't come over to England, didn't want, really want to come over to England, but they got him anyway. Um, and a jolly fine evening was had by all under the bridge. It was great, and it's just lovely seeing those guys. It was a lovely atmosphere in the place. Anyway, cutting a long story short, they are doing the same again, but for the Come Along and Sing This Songbook and for that 83-84 squad. So on May the 27th in the evening, uh, I think it's the day before the Newcastle game, which is the last game of the season, uh, they are holding another uh, celebration of the book and the 83-84 squad. And again, nearly all, if not all, of the 83-84 squad will be there. Sadly, John Neal is no longer with us, so he won't be. But uh, yeah, most of the squad will be there. And uh, Pat Nevin, who, of course, is very much part of that squad, uh, he will be kind of the host, as it were, and doing all the interviews with everybody. It will be the event of the year. If you're a Chelsea supporter, this is a must-go-to event. Do not miss out on this. Uh, now, there are tickets available. Uh, they're 50 quid, so they're not cheap. But I tell you, it's a great night's entertainment. It, it, it's not one to miss. It really isn't. If anything, if, if the Eddie Mac uh, evening was anything to go by, this will be as good, if not even better. So, Who do we end up propping up the butcher's hook with then? Oh, yeah, you and I, you and I did, yeah, we, me, yeah. Me, you and Teddy Maybank, yeah. fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, you, me and Teddy Maybank, we were the last men God. standing, Martin. Fancy forgetting that. And I recall... That, 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 that would be down to the amount of beer drunk, I think. That's why you forgot. Yeah, well, that would be it, yeah. But yeah. we um, we were there with Teddy Maybank, as you so rightly said, and also uh, Mickey Fillery. Yeah. And I think it was it, bum, it was bummers, wasn't it? Yeah, Mickey Fillery used to, you know, those goals centres. There's one that was behind my family house, and he, when it was built, he was the guy doing the, the training out there of these like kids, my brother's age, on Saturday mornings, and he was doing it for a while. And he gave it up because he had to have like reconstructive yeah, knee surgery or something surprised. like that. But yeah, so they were funny. They were declaring their undying love to each other, which was very, very funny. Well, I, I seem to remember Teddy Maybank done two laps of the pub, saying "I'm going, God bless," and an hour later yeah. came back. Teddy Maybank drink and then done it again. He was a revelation. So, I mean, yeah, Martin and I have good memories of the Eddie Mac one. I'm sure there'll be more from the uh, come along and sing this song. Now, if you want to get a ticket, they're fifty quid. They will sell out. So don't, don't, you know, dither on this. Do it now. Uh, the best way to do it: get older, Mark me in. Eddie Mac at uh, at Eddie Mac B A W A on Twitter, or if you can't, if you're not on Twitter, then just email me. You can all everybody can email. It's ChelseaFanCast at gmail dot com. Easy. If you email me saying Chidge Chidge Chidge, I really want a ticket for this event, then I will forward that to Mark, and he will get in touch with you, and it'll sort it out. The other option is, of course, is you go to the stall, the CFC UK stall. Uh, this week, Wednesday night, and you can buy tickets from the stall. So there you go. No excuses. Get on it. It will be unfucking believable. Right, we'll be back uh, in a second for the Chelsea versus Brentford preview. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? 
Get updates from your mates, follow online commentary, listen to the radio. Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stanford Jidge, and I'm joined by the uh, quite erudite uh, Jonathan Kidd tonight. Have I got my mortarboard on? No, you're being very sagacious. Oh, lovely word, Chidge. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm not making an effort. It's just oh, a it's... bit like the players, then, really. Yeah, I'm glad phoning back. it in I... tonight, mate. Oh, yeah, slightly, but perhaps that's the way to be from now on. Yeah. The shackles have been taken off you, and actually your your creativity is flowing. Uh, we've oh, also we've also got the lovely Martin Wickham on. Always good to see yeah. Martin. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, mate. I'm a bit sad actually. We only got two 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 more games to go and have a few beers in the cock, haven't we? Yeah. Um. Well, annoyingly, they've moved all these away games, and that they've we're so bad at the moment, and they've moved them onto dates where I can actually go, and I'm livid. Oh, <laughs> I've got no, no excuse, I, well, but um, yeah, yeah uh, it's just it's one of those things. I mean, you know, we've got the game Wednesday night, and then is it Forest and Newcastle? Those yeah, are the remaining Forest and Newcastle. Games. Well, I can't go. Well, I can't go to this game because, you know, as uh, any fool know, uh, I now work until eight o'clock on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And it's not the kind of work where I can just like, you know, fuck off if I fancy it. I mean, I, special dispensation last week cancelled a couple of clients because it was Real Madrid. And I kind of thought we ain't going to see that kind of a game for a while. But I can't do it. I just can't do it every week. So I'm afraid I will not be there, which is a great shame because, I mean, I don't care how shit we are. I still love going. So, you know, I'm not just I'm not I'm not longing it off because I'm oh, don't go see Chelsea because they won't win. I mean, I grew up not seeing Chelsea win, so I'm not that bothered about that. I just like to go. But I'm afraid I cannot. I cannot go this week. So there we go. I'm not. Uh, but what I can do, uh, I can I can uh, give you my team selection in absentia. So, uh, JK, it is uh, from the... Oh, I love this bit. I love this bit. I know you do. From the bottom. Now, just for avoidance of doubt... I now have to put a legal fucking statement ahead of this because people keep bitching at me saying, you can't pick that. This is my team, not Frank's team. It's not what Frank's going to pick. It's what I would pick, all right? So I take full responsibility, like they say in the post-pressers when they get humped 6-0. I take full responsibility for this team selection, okay? I'm not shirking it at all. Right. Kepper in goal. 
Badia Shield. I know he's right-footed, but I don't want to fucking see Cucurella play again. Badia Shield on the left. <laughs> Badia Shield on the left. Silva in the middle. Fafana on the right. They're the best three centre-backs in the in the squad. Fucking play them. Oh, by the way, I'm going 3-4-3. All right? Or 3-4-2-1. Take your pick. So, Badia Shield, Silva, Fafana. And then across the middle, Chilwell, Fernandez, Conte, and Rhys James. So, you're getting your width through Chilwell and Rhys James. And then the front three, or the front two and one up, Gallagher, Mount, Havertz. Why have I picked that? I hear you saying, J.K. Why have you picked that, Chidge? Well, J.K., I've picked that because I've there, I've basically not played anybody who I don't want to see play for Chelsea anymore. And I think I have to basically, you know, we we know that they're better playing three at the back. This group of players play better with three at the back, so I think you've got to play three at the back. If you're going to play three at the back, or also, you know, put it around the other way, if you've got Ben Chilwell and Reese James, then you kind of got to play with wing backs because they're two of the best in the world, which kind of means you've got to play with, you know, three at the back really. Otherwise, they end up being full backs, and I don't think they're as good doing that. So, if you kind of like decide that James and Chilwell are your first on the team sheet, I think that kind of dictates the system that you're going to play i think playing five in midfield is just you know if if two defensive midfielders aren't going to score you a goal three defensive midfielders aren't going to score aren't going to score you a goal either and what is the point of having three defensive midfielders when they don't fucking defend anyway and we still leak goals so i might as well go four in the middle so chilwell james fernandez Kante does it for me um, I want to see somebody get a tune out of Gallagher. Frank's got a clean slate for the next seven games to do just that. I want to see Mount play unless he's injured. But I want to see Mount play because I want I want Mount to stay at Chelsea. And I think he needs to prove, you know, to people that he, he's committed and, he, and he's good enough, frankly, because, you know, he's had a horror show of a season. So I would pick Mount. I would pick Mount anyway. He's a fucking good player. And on the same basis that Aubameyang, you know, doesn't want to be here. We have to pay, I think, 10 million quid every time he starts. What's the fucking point of playing him? So you might as well play Havertz. Yes, I know he's not a number nine. But with Mount Gallagher and Havertz, you can be quite fluid across the three there in a way that, you know, you could easily say Mudrick and Pulisic will. But, I mean, I could you could play Mudrick instead of Gallagher. I wouldn't be opposed to that. But I think, as I've often said, you know, if you're playing Chilwell and James, you're getting your width from them. So if you're getting your width from them, why are you playing wingers? Right, I think this has been the problem that we've been bedeviled with a lot of this season. You know, oh, we buy all these wingers, but we don't play with wingers. We play with wing backs. They provide our width. So if Chilwell and James are providing the width, you don't need to play wingers. So therefore, I've played Gallagher and Mount uh, because I'm clearly also a biased English alcoholic too. Just wanted to get that, that in there. Bovis and uh, Egg Bally were watching lots of 1960s videos. And that's why they kept buying all these wingers because they thought that was they were the most attractive players, and that's what you did. You played Christmas tree with the two wingers. Um, Chidge, at the moment it looks to me as if you're playing um, three six one. Silence. What? Yeah, because you're saying that Gallagher and Mountain are midfielders. Yeah. Well, 
I take your point, but I think I think Gallagher can be played in a in an advanced role, and that's what Frank tried to do against Real Madrid. Although I didn't quite understand what he was trying to do, but you can Gallagher can score goals and he can arrive in the box at the right time, so he's a little bit more advanced. Mount, you know, can play a, as a number kind of a, this kind of play. You could play. You're in effect. You're kind of playing them as two number tens. Yeah, 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 get you. But uh, the way that Frank has set them up, though, Kante appears to be playing centre-forward. Well, that's fucking nuts, isn't it? Because none of them make any supporting runs. This drove me insane in the Bernabeu. Yes. Our furthest player forward being Kante. Now, I love the man, but if he's the furthest player forward, other people aren't doing their jobs. And they're making it it easy for the defenders because they know the ball's going to come in, there'll be no one there, they'll have time to deal with it because no one is providing any other options. And it drive me fucking crackers this is why i keep thinking that who knows what their roles are the very fact that conte's role appears to be some kind of roving almost but I mean, almost he's a winger for goodness sake he gets up there in the penalty area but then it's only him and havertzen gets behind him they just don't appear to be know any position they're playing in no. I, I think uh, with Kante, with he's, he's the player least likely to drop a bollock with the ball in possession and the one most likely to win it back if someone else does. So he ends up doing what he's doing, which is he just pretty much plays as all 11 players. He and seems he... to be doing that. He's the one doing the press, if there is a press. I'm not seeing yeah. any press. The teams that are winning in the Premier League at the moment are those that is like Newcastle. Unbelievable press on top and then get the ball back so quickly and then just flick it about. You're not telling me that they're a great great team and they've got great players it's just a system that they're playing that they're works. A, they're a well-coached team with very good players he's made players that weren't very good last year into decent players because he's got them playing a, a system but it relies heavily on the press and and we used to do that under Tuchel we don't appear, what, what, there doesn't appear to be any plan at all to do anything I, I, you know it, it's it's if you could say, yeah, well, we've got something here, haven't we, Chidge? And we've got Chill and James playing wing backs. Well, that's that's decent. And at least he appeared, James and Fafana, then stopped Cucurella from playing. And Fafana seemed to know know a bit more about a role to play. But I, 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 um, I'm not convinced. I thought Baddy Ashil when he played the other day was awful. Um, because he's lost out on game time because he, for some bizarre reason, he got hoyed out of the fucking Champions League. Champions squad. League, yeah, yeah. Well, they made so many errors doing that as well, didn't they? So, um, yeah. it's the the season is so strewn, as I keep saying, with idiocy. Um, uh, uh, may I chip in now, Chidge, with what what I feel I would. You, 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 yes, is my, did you, does my team get the, the the kind of the Roman Emperor thumbs up or thumbs down? It, it's your team, Chidge. It, well, that's it, very it, true. It, it can only get the thumbs up, Jude. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do a carry on you. No, for you exactly. Don't start. <laughs> yes. Is it four? Is it four, Jonathan? Is it four That's or five? So fucking funny. Did, did you, did you hear five, that, Martin? I did. Uh, was, was, hearing him under pressure was quite something. Kerry was on fire, mate. I don't know. Well, actually, not. He was, he, on, he was, he was, he was on lager. lager. He was on oh, lager. <laughs> Twice we've done that now. <laughs> he actually managed to make me think that I knew absolutely fuck all about anything. And I have to say, I think he's right. So, <laughs> You'd never have said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> it, must well, yeah. a, it must have been a nightmare trying to get home on a tube and you're doubting yourself. thinking, <laughs> no. yeah. Do I get off of this stop? Was it that stop? I think we've got a word for it. We're, 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 it's, it's a being carried, I think. that We'll have to add that one to the lexicon of the English language. <laughs> right, come on then, JK. What do you reckon? Um, I think he'll play four. And I think he'll play Chilwell, Silver, Fafana, James. 
um, and um, Fernandez and Kovacic and Kante and um, uh, Conte, and he'll play um, uh, Felix and. Uh, well, he's got to score goals. Do you think he'll change it? I mean, your team change resembles the team he played the other day, other than Cucurella playing instead of Chilwell. So uh, I, I don't. I wonder whether he'll be be as conservative as he was and play the same team, or whether he'll actually um, make a change to look at Brentford and make a decision. Remember, Brentford have got these the two fantastically quick players. Um, what's the guy's name? I remember, Buemo. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and Buemo and um, and also uh, Henry, fantastic! Oh, they're so quick, bloody hell! But always putting pressure on, um, and and so they've got to, they've got to deal with them. So I wonder whether Mudrick will sneak in because just because it's it's speed and pace, um, whether he'll play Mudrick instead of Gallagher. But but if the team that played the other day, even though it wasn't <laughs> to score goals, at least seemed to have some kind of pattern. So. Um, you could go for uh, for your side, Chidge, but I don't think he'll play Mount. I think Mount has had it. I think Mount isn't isn't doing it in the um, in the training. Well, I don't think he's fit. I think that's the honest I answer. I don't think he's fit. So the alternative would have to be: Does Felix come in? But he seems to be wedded to Sterling. I'm afraid. So I'm I'm suspicious that Sterling might get a go. Well, he's playing uh, him on reputation, and that's fucking entirely, yeah, entirely, absolutely agree. If we're talking uh, about players that are injured, is it sensible to shut down Reese James now? If yes, I would agree with that. Send him off for his op, mate. Who'd he played play? so well, though, the other day. He played brilliantly, though. He was the best player on the pitch, wasn't he? Who do um, you play as a right-back if you don't have James as either a wing-back or a right-back? Loftus-Cheek comes in. No! No, 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 no. no. But seriously, oh. who have we got, Martin? Who's a right-back? He'll back? play Chalaba. He'll play Chalaba. Okay. As Pilaqueta or Chalaba. Chalaba, no problem. I'd, I'd have Chalabur at right back, but not at wing back. So if 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 you do send James off for his op, which frankly I forgot all about that. You're right. We should do that. We're all saying it's, it. It's sensible, so it means it probably won't happen. Yeah, but you yeah. should send him off for his op. Get it fucking sorted now. There's no point in hanging around for six, seven games because we're not going to get relegated. Even if we lost all the games, we still got enough points, I think. But anyway, the bottom line is Chalabert will do a decent job at right back. He's done it before. He can do it again. So you could play Chilwell. I mean, if you don't, as I said, the minute you don't, in my head, the minute you don't have either Chilwell or James, you don't play wingbacks because we don't have any other wingbacks that are worthy of the name. So the minute you don't have wingbacks, you play four at the back. So yeah, Chilwell as a, as a left back, Silva, Fafana, Chaloba. I'd be happy with that. You can still play three in midfield. So you've got your Fernandez, Kante, Kovacic or Fernandez, Kante, Gallagher. Equally happy with that. Uh, and then you take your pick up front. But I do, I do, I do agree with you, JK. I think he I, and Martin. I think he is wedded to, to Sterling. But I think it's purely on reputation because he's stunk the place out this year. He's not worth of. He's not worthy of a place. I think he's a little bit more redeemable than some of the players we've sent out the door. Played very differently at City. He played as a as a, as a goal hanger. Specific role. Yeah, he was there with everybody playing that mosaic around him to put the ball in the net. And he and had he, to actually And then he just had to be in the right position to get yeah, the Yeah, absolutely. He was hugely tactical. He had a he had a role and a position. He doesn't have that with us. He has a kind of roving 
boot the ball up the pitch and see if you can run after it. Yeah, he's been expected to busk it a little bit. And he's yeah, just not, I yeah. mean, I think at one point, Potter was trying to play him at left wing back. And with the yes, best one in the world, that just wasn't going to happen. Yes, yes. So, yeah, I think he need, he needs to play within a, stri- a, a defined and quite well, strict structure, which he had under Pep. So, yeah, I mean, a, c- a City fan I was talking to said that, that that's basically it. He, he was, he's a goal hanger. So we're trying to get him to play as this kind of creative, you know, kind of uh, forward slash winger who will run with the ball and beat people. And stick. he's not that player because, as we keep seeing repeatedly, he 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 dribbles and he gets tackled and gives the ball away. So he should play as our number nine, then, shouldn't he? Yeah, but yeah, but <laughs> if, you know what? You know what would happen if he played as our number nine? Then we'd play. We'd fucking... boot high balls. Yes. We'd... We'd boot high balls up to him, which yes. has already fucking happened. I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but what, But if, if he was, what happened briefly under Potter was Potter started working out that he didn't, he played Havertz behind him. He becomes almost irrelevant Mount. He's just speedy man. He, uh, not Mount, sorry, um, Silver. He, uh, not Silver, Jesus. Sterling. Sterling. He becomes speedy man who just gets in uh, in the way, like Werner was to a great extent. He's really, really quick. And so people have to deal with him. It almost just doesn't matter what skill he has. He just he's running into positions and he's getting people to mark him. And you then let Havertz do his magic. And then Frank has almost had to rediscover this and it hasn't done it. It's like Frank has paid no attention to anything that went on before, like a, 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 which I find absolutely bizarre. As if Frank is it's a completely new r- rule book, everything assessing Chelsea. You think, surely look at some of the other matches, see what was vaguely working. Because I, th- I think pl- the very fact he started off playing four was just an unbelievably egotistical thing to do for a manager. Start with four. I know better than you. I'll make the four work. No, it had been working with the five, with the three at the back. So the first game he does against Wolves, he sticks them into four, three, three, for fuck's sake. You know, and so I, I, at the moment I'm finding what Frank will do, a kind of adventure. The very fact that he actually made them to look as if they were playing decently for... 60 minutes against Madrid, albeit unbelievably defensively, with no possibility of scoring, I thought was actually, you know, well, there's been some progress here, but, uh, uh, you know, who knows what he's going to come up with for Brentford, knowing that, they, you know, will he have, will he have looked at them? How, how often have Everton played Brentford this year? Were they taken to the cleaners by Henry and... Uh, well, um, I don't what's... know. We should find out. Somebody who's quick on Google, find it out. What I would say, though, is... Um... Yeah, okay. Hands up, who wants to see Cucurella start? That would be none of us. Nobody wants to see him start. Okay, hands up, who thinks Frank will play him? All of us. Martin, you don't think so, Martin? He won't won't play him because Chilwell's there. He won't play him. I I don't see. If if Chilwell's fit and available, you play him. Yeah. So, Cucurella, you know, the best one in the world. He'll come on. I don't even think he'll do that because it's a guarantee. He'll just get, he'll just get the treatment that what's his name, Davinson Sanchez got off the Spurs fans. That's where he is at the moment, and there's no indication that it's going to get any better. And you know, as far as I'm concerned, that red card Chilwell got in against Madrid was caused by Cucurella, and yeah. with 11 men on the pitch, that's a potential one nil, and we have something to play for, yeah. even if we probably had. Still, no chance of winning the tie. 
going in one nil versus going in two nil. Yeah, but he was responsible for their. I don't know if it was their That's first cool. or second. Was it the first? That's, oh, there was that. Well, there was that image someone showed of like about a fucking, fucking acre no of space yeah, for Rodrigo to run into, and he'd yeah. vacated the left yeah. flank. He, he, he ran after the ball for no apparent reason yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, no what's happened with Lewis Hall? Because when yeah. he played the few games he played, obviously he was raw and not the finished product, but he was promising. He didn't didn't do it. Part of his finishing been a bit poor. I don't think he was that bad. No, I what's agree. he done to get frozen out? <sighs> I don't know. Potty kind of he he he, he kind of lost no, favour Potter. Potter. Yeah, I know. Let's let's move this on. Um, I mean, obviously, I've I've written in here. Can we score a goal? Well, we know the answer to that. Um, I think I think you know the, the more the more pertinent point here, really. You know, our, our machinations about who's going to play and who should play and all of that. I think there's a, a more serious question to be asking, which we will find out after the Brentford game. And that is, will the team just chuck it in now? And as a consequence, will we actually win another game this season, JK? You'd have thought some of them had pride. You'd have thought Silver would be geeing them up to get them to play. Surely. They surely they can't be chucking it in, surely. But you know, as you say, they chucked it in last season after. Oh, they didn't, did they? Because they had the cup final, so they chucked the league games in. But they, uh, they the proof of the pudding yeah. will be in the eating, as they say. Um, uh, but I, I'm not convinced they'll chuck it in. I just don't think they'll be good enough to win any of them. I think it may be just as simple as that. They're not playing in a structure. They're not playing. They're not confident enough. They don't have faith in the manager. Um, but let's see. They played well for sixty minutes against Madrid. Yeah, but it mattered, didn't it? it yeah, it did matter indeed. And, and that's and, my point. You yeah, know, yeah. none of these games, apart from the fact that they're paid a fucking lot of money, that they're supposed to play for us and the and the badge. But other than that, there's nothing in these games. Nothing. I, half of them I, won out. Half of them won out. If we if what we read is, is true, uh, they can't get into Europe. They can't get relegated. You know, there's nothing in it at all. I mean, I can so fucking see them chucking this in, Martin. And I can so see them getting absolute dog's abuse for doing so. Good. I think, I think yeah, good, absolutely. Um, I think we'll win at least one of the remaining games. I think we can beat Forest, and Bournemouth might be safe by the time we play them, so there'll be nothing riding on that. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to think there's a little bit of professional pride in some of those players. Um, and, you know, even if they even if they've got nothing to play for this season, some of them should be thinking very seriously about the next season because they have just signed big fucking deals to, you know, play on beyond the summer. So I'm, you know, I'm not too, there are certain players who we know are going. There are some who I don't want to go, but probably will. That could cause another bad reaction next season, especially if we don't start well, but that's another discussion. Um, but you've got the likes of Mudrick, Medweke, who, you know, are, if they catch the eye now and catch the new manager's eye going forward, then they have something to play for. If it's you know for their own for the, for their own good and their own career advancement. Medweke, so, sorry, go on. No, 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 Medweke as well. Medweke is another one because you know he's got signed. All this hype done. Fuck all. Not because he no no fault of his. He's just not been given that opportunity. Now, if now is the time to. You know, start moving the players out that are going, and he's staying. You play the one who's staying. 
Yeah, but they they can't do that until they know who the manager is, surely. Unless well, unless Pochettino has told you them. Know, but you know, you know the players months. that are, you know the players that are going to be in contract beyond next season. Yeah, that's it's true. It's not even it's not even a case of the manager at the moment. It's, true, we true. know the players who are going. We know the players who want out or have been frozen out or are just not in the plans. You can make an eleven out of players that build start the building now. This if they. Stop fucking around playing players that we know do not have air. Martin, in it. Martin, who would that be if I if I read from the list that I did the other week? Okay, I'm just going to run through the list. This is the squad as we have it at the moment because I don't think you were on the show, so it'd be quite interesting to get your take on it. Uh, Abamyang, out. Aspilicueta. Uh, well, I've said earlier. I think he was due to go on a gentleman's agreement, and then Bowley overrode it. So I would shake his hand, say thank you very much, and off you go. Right, Badashiel. Keep. Brozier. Uh, you've got to keep him. He didn't get a chance. Yeah. Hope, he's, hope he recovers well. Trevo. Keep, but potential loan. Yeah. Ben Chilwell. Keep, no doubt. Chuck Wameka. Keep, unproven. Cucurella. Fuck me, I'll drive him myself and I don't even drive. Okay. Fernandez. Keep, but if they need to get, if they need to get rid of an FFP time bomb very quickly and in one sale, he may be the chosen piece. Mm, interesting. Uh, Fafana D. Loan. Wesley Fafana. Keep. Connor Gallagher. Hart says keep. Head says he'll be sold. Yeah, okay. Lewis Hall. Loan. Kai Havertz. Oh, good. I'm going to say one more season just because it will piss off Tony Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Uh, Bashir, Sorry, hum- Bashir Humphrey. What, 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 what? Aren't we just making a going through the team and working out who we think will go? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. But... On the end of a contract, I thought the idea was to go at the end of a contract rather than what we who we would like to stay in the team. I thought this was what we were going to be doing now. No. Oh, I've misunderstood. We did that last week. No, I know, but I thought that was what we were talking no. about. Was that, no, was that it, it I've just got I've just got a me. list of the squad here, which I just happened to like not delete from the notes from about two weeks ago. And I didn't get the chance to ask Martin. As he was talking about people that he thinks should stay or go, or he was talking about people staying or going, I thought I would ask him from the list of the squad who he thinks should stay or go. Yeah? I thought you asked him which ones were the out were out of no. contract. No, no. That was last week. I had that, that, that table from The Athletic, if you remember. Okay. But I didn't. I deleted that. I should have kept that in, shouldn't I? But anyway, whatever. Uh, Bashir Humphreys and Omari Hutchinson. Loan both. Yeah, yeah. Reese James. Keep. Felix. Not hasn't no, done enough to no. justify being paid for. Totally agree. Conte. Keep if his fitness is up, still up to it. Kepa. Ooh. We need another goalie, don't we? We do. You keeping him? <laughs> oh, fuck. For now, yes. All right. Koulibaly? Bye. Yeah. Uh, Kovacic? Oh. If he wants to go, see you later. Yeah. Loftus Cheek. Injuries fucked him. Bye. Yeah. Madueki. Keep. Mendy. Um, he wants to go. He wants to go. Yeah. Yeah. Mason Mount. Um, similar to Gallagher. Hart says keep him 100%. Head says he's gone already. Yeah. Mudrick. Keep. Pulisic. Bye-bye. Sterling. Oh, I'm going to different, diff, be different from all of you. I'm going to say keep. Yeah. Silver. Keep. Fucking hell. Best yeah, player. <laughs> yeah, quite. Zachariah. Oh, he's alone, isn't it? He's not done enough, no. so. 
send him back. Ziesh. Bye-bye. Yeah. I mean, basically, broadly the same as me. I mean, I got to that list and I said 15 to go, 3 to loan, 14 to stay. If anyone was keeping a count on that in Mixler, can you, yeah. you know, let me let me know how many I've just chucked out in about, one go? About there. about the same as me, you know. And I yeah. mean that's the point. We all know, don't we, J.K.? We all know. Well, we know, but who do Fucking we know? Have we any idea what Pochettino will want? Have we any idea what the club will want? We have none. This is this is this is we're farting in the wind here. We've got no clue. Well, that's where, that's where I normally fart, J.K. To be fair, I thought you you farted in you, the you, it would be vile otherwise if you didn't. Well, just uh, we know that we have to get rid of players quickly. That's that's by the very nature of them pissing all that money on the wall in January. That's that's the situation they've created. Unfortunately, we know that every club that wants to buy our players knows exactly that too. So it's going to be some brinksmanship. We're in for on. a horrible summer, I feel, one way or another. Yeah, um, I mean, if, yeah, I wouldn't be getting too, you know, het up about announce this, announce that because. There's going to be more going out than coming in. I mean, we know. I think Nkunku's due to come in as well. Yeah, Gusto. Lukaku, uh, Malagusto. Yeah, I think Lukaku's back if they can't if Inter can't arrange another loan because they can't afford it. And I think there's there's one other return, isn't there? Can't. Yeah, Babaraman. Um, I think. I oh fuck! No, he's at Reading uh, or something. Isn't Bakayoko. He? Oh, Gordon Bennett. <laughs> anyway, look. Let's move on on this because you know it's, this is going to be our fucking narrative in the summer, isn't it? I mean, I think I think I think we're all agreed that there's a chance they might chuck it in, and we might not win another game, which is all rather depressing. Um, no, can I just say, there's yeah, also sorry, mate. yeah, of course. If we go game to game, that the other the opposition are better than us. Well, because I think the, I think the thing that worries me, as I said last week, Jake, if you remember, was that every match we're playing, the team we're playing against has got a lot riding on it. Um, yes, you know, Arsenal, the- Arsenal, Newcastle, clearly, and Man United duking it out for top four slash title uh bournemouth oh brentford going for europe bournemouth uh and forest trying to avoid relegation everybody's got something to play for apart from us they all appear to have a plan you look at brentford yeah. he's this this terrifically quick um forwards and fullbacks he's got this you know all all set pieces are clearly worked on you know to to buggery it's just non-stop stuff even the throw-ins which you just think why as did we, did we make no attempt to copy any of this considering that we were all over the place so the, the, the all their throw-ins are all flicked on and then it's second ball and then it's anything that is flicked on again they score a number of times they score from there all their free kicks and corners are excellently yeah. delivered unlike us ridiculous hitting the fucking first yeah, man you, you, you say that Brentford's recent form has actually dipped. They're, oh, they dipped. Yeah, they dipped. De- uh, drawn three, lost three. They've scored no away goals in over three hours of football. So they're not quite as on fire as they have been. Just kind of swizzing down to tell you uh, things that are yeah, important. They're still, like, they're still scoring though, Chidge, aren't they? Well, they yeah. Well, let me just read you their last five Premier League matches in uh, most recent first. Right, they drew one one with Villa. Villa got a late equaliser in that. Villa are a good team, a very good team at the moment, so that's not a poor and result. Bour- Bournemouth had a winner ruled out late for offside. Uh, uh, Bournemouth-Brentford, even. They did, indeed. Uh, Wolves, uh, they lost 2-0 away to Wolves, which is a bit of a turn-up. They lost 2-1 at home to Newcastle, which is no disgrace. They lost 1-0 away to United. So, out of that, Villa, Newcastle, United, tough matches, and they drew 3-3 away to Brighton. They got another tough match, which they did quite well in. So, you know... 
yeah, I mean, they've had some tough matches, which might explain their so-called dip in form. I mean, Ivan Tony, who I was talking about earlier, is one goal away from scoring 20 goals this season, which, as we all know, is the barometer of a very good Premier League striker. A very good striker anywhere, actually, but certainly uh, uh, very good uh, in the Premier League. Um, and you wonder why I would want to buy him. You can't, though, because he's got a FA ban sitting Oh, really? Can you not it? buy him because of his ban? Well, no, because he's going to get. You assume he's going to get banned, so why mm. would you buy him? No, you wouldn't, would you, under those circumstances? But I think it'd be great for us because he's a big lump. He, he's clinical. He's a good penalty taker. I mean, he, you know, I, I'd have him like a shot. I'm still scarred by Jorginho, and his penalty method is too similar for my liking. <laughs> uh, I think he's, he's, he's. I don't think he does them exclusively like that. To be no, he does. He walks in. He, he doesn't. He walks. I've to seen the him ball. hammer them. He hammers him, but he still walks to the ball, and you're thinking, "Oh my oh, god!" Right. He's only... I wouldn't describe him as a lump. Chich, well, he's, he's physical. He's a unit. He's a target yeah. man, right? That's what I mean. Yeah. He's a he's a thin athletic type. No, no, but he, he's he's a physical presence. He's a yeah, very, very yeah. He's yeah. a target man. He's a proper number fucking nine, Jonathan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Would be nice to have. That's and the he point. Leaps for the ball and competes, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, as a, as yeah, a, as opposed um, to as opposed to Ollie Watkins, who's an exceptionally good, you could say number nine, but more of a modern one because he can play out wide. He's very fast, but he's not a big physical presence like Ivan Tony is. You know, Brentford sold Watkins and replaced him with Tony. Well, there we go. So you know, obviously, a club that knows what they're doing. A club that knows what they're doing. Well, you say that, and uh, they are in fact one uh, one place above us. Uh, they are still, I mean, they're in 10th, obviously, and I think they've got about five points on us. So, you know, we, we if we can't catch Brentford, then we will end up in the uh, bottom half of the table, uh, which it very much looks like uh, is going to happen, which is, again, rather depressing. Nathan has just put up a, 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 a horrible stat. He says, we will, this is on Mixley, he said, we will beat two more records this season. Uh, the lowest points, 50, well, 50 points and 46 goals, lowest ever pro- Premier League totals. If they don't pull their fingers out, they'll also not best or beat our lowest ever total for league goals in a season, which is 31, set in 23-24. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Now, there's some other stats that I read that were just horrific. Uh, Chelsea haven't scored fewer goals at this stage of a league season, 30, since they hit 17, a whopping 99 years ago when JK was going as a wee lad. Uh, so there you Come go. Come on, your rules. Come on. Yeah. That's my, my rattle. When he was waving his rattle. That's, that's a horrific stat. Um, all right. Chelsea are looking to avoid losing four Premier League London derbies in one season for the first time since 2001-2002 after falling to defeat in three of their six all-London affairs this campaign. We won two, drawn one, lost three. Uh, and uh, we need to uh, obviously we're, we're fighting to avoid a first bottom half Premier League finish since ninety five ninety six. Uh, so you know it's not gr- it's not good, is it? Let's be honest. So then, boys, what the hell is going to happen on Wednesday night, Martin? God knows. I mean, I've I have no faith or confidence in this team at the moment, but I think. For the sake of themselves, a few of them need to put an effort in. I mean, the Madrid, the, the Madrid tie was holding it together for a while because there was something to focus on. That's now gone. We're out of the Champions League, and the focus from the fans could be on on the players because if they don't if they don't start putting it in now, 
they will bear the brunt of it. I mean, I think Bowley shat himself because someone in the West Upper confronted him after the um, the Brighton game because that image went went out all over the place. And then we next thing we know, he, he's gone in the dressing room and called them all an, an embarrassment. So it doesn't strike me as a man who can handle criticism. So he's going to deflect it onto the players. I I have no idea, honestly. Brentford may be on the beach a little bit. It depends if they still think they can nick the last Europa Conference League place, although that's looking a little bit more unlikely now. But um, yeah, it could be could be a, a bit of a. I'm going to say one all as my prediction, and that's me being optimistic because I don't know where the fuck we're going to get the goal from. Might be an Ethan Pinnacone goal or something. JK. Um, well, we're there for the taking. They'll love to beat us again, uh, having beaten us last year. Well, that was when it all went started to completely slide, wasn't it? It was. It was four yeah. one, um, wasn't it? Yeah. I after going after going one nil up in the second half, I think we'll be naive defensively. The, their speed will be too much for us, and uh, they'll score from a couple of um, set pieces. Uh, I don't have great faith in our ability to. Uh, up to scratch I'm afraid in this and I think we're going to lose 2-0 yeah I mean I'm I you know number one where are the goals coming from number yeah. two Brentford are a very physical side they've got a lot of big units in there we don't have any big units up front I mean Havertz is, is like a long lanky streak of piss but he's not a big physical presence in the box uh we have no idea who Frank's going to play. We have no idea what system Frank's going to play, but whatever system and players he selects, we don't have anybody who can score goals. We know that we have the capacity to leak stupid goals still, so we're vulnerable defensively. It doesn't look positive, does it, in terms of predicting anything other than Chelsea either draw... I mean, it doesn't look positive in terms of predicting Chelsea are going to win, but, I mean, I, I, I hate to do this. I hate to say you know, to predict a loss. But I just can't see where... And, of course, I, I think they are going to chuck it in, actually. I really do. I don't think they're going to play for Frank. They don't give a fuck about Frank. So, you know, I, it, I depress it. What? The visions of Andy Cole shouting at Cucurella to actually make an effort, which I really liked. Ashley Cole, wasn't it? It was, Sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Mind you, we could get Andy Cole to coach some of our but fucking strikers. What's the matter with me? I keep saying bloody Andy. Yeah, Ashley. Um, but... Um, I you know it, it. It depends how tr training's been going, isn't it? You know, if he's in their faces and saying, "Come on, guys," with his big thing um, the other day when we when we were losing was um, we're Chelsea. That's his been his big thing, Frank, getting them to appreciate who they're playing for, um, because that had disappeared under Potter completely, because he didn't have it in his his nature to be able to say um, use that as a uh, as a reason for them playing better. Um, uh, whereas they make no bones about it, uh, Ashley and Frank, that you know they're playing for for one of the best clubs in the world, and uh, it's not good enough. So um, you know, perhaps he will have instilled some some um, fight in the team. Mm. Then, but I, once again, if we can't score, the only the best we're going to get is nil nil, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a nil nil. Um, I'm going to go one one. Because I just can't, in all good conscience, you know, cough up another defeat. I think I think the one against Real Madrid was just sensible because it was obvious what was going to happen, and it was no surprise that all three of us predicted two 0 
But I, 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 I you know, I'm going to go one-one. I'm going to go one-one. I'm going to have that's a bit what, of faith. That's what I've done in the Prem predictions. Is so. it? Yeah, and you, yep. and you, my friend, are I think fifth place in the Prem predictions. I know. You're that's sneaking up. up. <laughs> you are sneaking up, aren't you? Like the, yeah, on the yeah, outside I'm trying, rail, mate. I'm trying, I'm trying to nick the last Champions League place. Yeah, mate, you're doing really well. I'm, been... I'm just my main goal for that this season in that league was just to make sure I batter Chris Sutton. Well, because you're I'm certainly still, doing I'm still, that. I'm still scarred by watching that prick playing a Chelsea yeah, no, show. You're, so. <laughs> you're still doing that, mate. My only ambition was to be on page one, and I fucked up so much recently. I'm, I'm, I'm rooted in page two. If, if only, I mean, only just. Is there, but... a, is there a page three? No, no. So no you haven't no. made a complete tit yourself. Then. No, I have not made a complete tit of myself. Very good, Martin. No, I mean, I'm, I'm fifty second or something, but. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I'm afraid it, I, I, I've chucked it in a long time ago, really, in the same way that our team has, I think. Um, we shall find out on Wednesday. Um, for those of you who are lucky enough to be going, I'm sure you'll enjoy it, whatever happens, because that's the thing, you know. You, 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 we have no divine right to go and watch our team win every week, but we are there to support them and to make a noise, to have a few beers and to try and enjoy it, because I tell you what, there are a lot worse places you could be on Wednesday night. So don't forget that. Right. We uh, now this is interesting. This is controversial. Uh, I would at this stage. I'd be saying we'll be back on Friday night to uh, look back at the Brentford game and look ahead to the Arsenal match. However, and the other thing, actually, I should say is that the 28th of April will be exactly the 15th birthday for the Chelsea fan cast. So uh, a very good reason to do a show, you would say. However, the Arsenal match is not until the Tuesday, I believe. Um, and I can't, I don't know if I can say too much about this, but uh, uh, I might I might not be here on Friday. Um, isn't that right, JK? Nor might you. No, indeed. Okay. Am I allowed to say what's happening the day before? Yeah, if you want, yeah. Would you like? Yes. Well, <clears throat> okay. It's JK's birthday on the twenty seventh, the day before. He's twenty one again. It's not his fifteenth birthday, then. No, no, no. His his birthday is the day before the Chelsea fancast birthday. So our birthday is on the twenty eighth of April. We first did a show in two thousand eight. Uh, on the 28th of April, and we previewed, look how the mighty have fallen. We previewed the, I think it was the uh, semi-final of Chelsea versus Liverpool in the Champions League. That was our first show. But uh, yeah, our birthday on Friday, but JK's birthday on the Thursday. So if you follow JK on Twitter or you know how to get on, wish, wish him a big happy birthday on the Thursday. And uh, and there you go. But we might not be doing a show on Friday, ironically, but I will not know until later, I suspect. I don't know. I will not know until later or sooner. I don't know. All very mysterious. Um, if not, we'll celebrate it on Monday because we will definitely be back on Monday. And if you bear with me, I can tell you who will uh, be on the show uh, with us. But um, whatever happens, whatever happens on Monday... Oh, for fuck's sake. I hate this face ID. You actually have to look at the fucking phone. Yeah. Well, uh, Monday we'll definitely be doing a show because, of course, we will be uh, previewing the Arsenal game and we may well also be looking back at the uh, at the Brentford game too. Now, um, if we will be joined. This is absolutely for real. Uh, oh, fuck's sake. It won't. Oh, my God. This is all gone pleasure. Are we playing Arsenal on the Tuesday? Yeah. yeah. That's when I was going to do the show because it's bank holiday on a Monday, isn't it? Oh yeah, with with Alex, you, me, and Alex. Well, it might have to be Monday. 
I might have to like incur the wrath of my wife and break the bank holiday rule. Oh God, it's so complicated, isn't it? Anyway, so it's all up. And I tell you what, this show is as much of an omni shambles and clusterfuck as the football club. <laughs> art imitating life, imitating art. You know where we are. We'll turn up or we won't. That's all I can say on that matter. Now, Patreon, lovely. Big thank you to the people who have uh, joined us as a Chelsea fancast patron on Patreon. Uh, you all know what to do. If you fancy donating a bit of money every month, I ain't going to say no. Uh, plus, it would make you an uber lovely person. But uh, there's no pressure. I love everybody equally, whether they are Patreons or not. Uh, but if you want to become one, patreon.com forward slash Chelsea fancast. If you do, you will get a Kerry Dixon banner signed, a little mini banner of the one that hangs up on the Matthew Hardigan. You also can uh, join our Discord group, which is great fun. It's like Mixler, but all week. It's fantastic. I love it. Uh, now, in off the post, uh, we have about nine emails this week. So uh, we have enough for a show. So JK and I are going to get our, well, his agent's going to speak to my agent and we'll work out a date this week. But we will do one. That is for sure. Uh, now, if you want uh, your emails patreon messages instagram posts tweets whatever whatever you want read out we'll read it out uh the email address of course is chelseafancast at gmail.com uh we are we're chelsea fancast on all the socials i'm stanfordshire jonathan is jonathan kid and martin is martin underscore wickham i believe yep still the same so there we go i think we've uh, done everything i think it's time we can now go home with a clear conscience so martin as always absolutely delightful to see you on this show always is yeah and thanks again for having me on and Thanks to everyone for listening. 15 years is not bad. You can uh, you can now sneak us a pint, uh, uh, get an adult to buy us a pint in the yeah. pub and we just, you know, sit on a table quietly and drink it. They always want to say as well, I know a couple of people who are longing off the Brentford game, but for good reason, because they're going to Barcelona to watch the um, Women's Champions League semi-final second leg. Mm. So best of luck to them. Hope they enjoy the trip and that the fr- Spanish police aren't as much bastards as they were in madrid mm, exactly that it's quite frightening actually I, I i don't think i've ever had a job that's lasted 15 years you know i think the only thing that i've had longer than 15 years is my wife and a pair of socks so 15 years is quite a milestone really isn't it at the same socks for 15 years yeah I said, no it's a joke mate i mean there's a mate of mine who is a, is a similar age and when he got a, a bit old you know and uh, was at, at clubs and things, and and young girls were sh- showing some sort of interest. He would say, "Fuck's sake!" He said, "I've got socks older than you," you know, which always made me laugh. So yeah. I, you know, but yeah, fifteen years—quite a milestone, J.K. for this little old show, isn't it? Oh, it deserves every second of it. Mm. Be typically Chelsea fancast if we were to eschew the chance to celebrate it on the day. Yeah, that would be like the club, wouldn't it? It'd be doing something that you just don't expect. Yeah, I like that. Like, for, like, like forgetting to put a St. George's Day tweet out yesterday and causing a bit of chagrin. What do they do? Put an American flag up or something? I have no idea. I don't think they did anything. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Hey-ho. Uh, JK, uh, as always, a delight to see you. We had so much fun yesterday on the Johnny Boyle thing. I thought I thought you and I were on fire yesterday. I thought we we did well. You are you are being very humble, Chich. You were you were excellent. You drove it beautifully, fantastic. Yeah, but I I was really mindful because I mean you know I I as I kept saying on the on the thing you know I I was born in sixty five so I wasn't old enough to have really seen John play. You yes. had seen him play all the time, so I was very eager and keen that you were getting some of your questions in because you had that experience that I just didn't. Yes, we we got a, we got a lot in that I I wanted to discuss. Good. So it was- 
there was a lovely one about Dave Mackay, which he said what a lovely man he was, despite having this this reputation for being a kicker, which uh, I loved because it's that it's the difference between how people were perceived and uh, and what they're actually like as as blokes. Yeah. And and he he had personal experience of him because they were Scottish, and uh, he said what a dear man he was, and you just think. What Mackay? What people used to go around that picture of him holding Billy Bremner up by the shirt, you know, and uh, it was it, it was lovely little insights like that that he he gave us. It was a it was a terrific afternoon, wasn't it? It was indeed. Um, there will be more of the uh, of the Chelsea Fancast live at the Troubadours coming up in the summer. Actually, in fact, actually we've got um, we've got a, a well. Okay, for some people who pledged for uh, the come along and sing this song book um we're having a special fan cast for them uh and we're going to have johnny bumstead and colin pates with us and uh but there are some tickets that might be available so again you know what i said about the the under the bridge gig on the 27th of may if you get hold of mark Meehan, you might be able to get a ticket for this event next sunday uh, I will be, it's a bit different, I mean, because uh, as I, I said to JK by way of humble apology in a sense, but it's going to be mental because you've got Bunners and uh, Colin Pates and I want to get the authors kind of on rotation because there are so many authors, so it'll just be me hosting it. But uh, I don't know if, J- you coming along, JK? Yes. Yeah, 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 I thought you would be, yeah. So, you've uh, got no, 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 that's the end of the bridge gig. Oh, sorry. This is oh, next God. Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're around, come along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, JK's on the uh, the guest list, oh, clearly, obviously. But um, uh, as are any other fan casters that want to come along. But yeah, if you want to, you know, if you want to come, you might be able to get a ticket if you speak to Mark Me and Eddie Mac at B A W A on Twitter is how you get hold of Mark. Right, we ought to go. We've kept you here long enough. Uh, we will either see you on Friday when you can say Happy fucking birthday, Chelsea Fancast, or we will see you on Monday when you can say Happy birthday plus three kind of whatever we'll work it out anyway thank you for listening see you next friday or monday until then keep it blue keep it carefree keep chills The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.